Hi, this is Sue Burke. Welcome to my podcast. An apple a day keeps the doctor away is an old English proverb intended to instill healthy eating habits. I don't see how that would work. It does beg the question, are apples good for us? Followed by another question, is fruit good for you? Which leads me to, which fruit is best for you? Let's take a look at that. Here's another reason why I found this topic interesting. When I was working out at the gym and mentioned to a friend that I love fruit and eat a lot of it, a trainer overheard. He said, fruit is the worst thing for you. You shouldn't eat it ever. That didn't sound even remotely correct to me. Maybe he meant that fruit has sugar. Sugar stimulates the dopamine receptors in our brains the same way addictive drugs do. Studies have shown a link between sugar and dopamine. Okay, fruit has sugar, but these amounts are low, especially relative to candy. Even with the sugar in fruit, is fruit good for you? I started researching. One of our boys showed me a cool chart on Reddit. At least I thought so initially. Passion fruit was at the top of the chart for reasons I couldn't fathom. So was quince. The confusing, inaccurate chart received over 2,000 comments. It is gorgeous, with beautiful pastels and over 40 fruits smashed into a graph. It doesn't have units, though. Okay, I admit I was jealous. Plus, the chart is a little difficult to read because of the no-unit situation. We all make mistakes, and it's okay. It's still a cool chart, and it prompted me to try to do some research on my own. I've never even eaten quince. I wonder, have you? Anyway, I started making my own charts. After about eight hours, I trashed all my charts. And I'm giving kudos to the guy who published his chart. It really is a lovely work of art. So, let's define what fruit what fruit is good for you means. Uh, for the purpose of a science blog, we won't go with satisfying or what tastes best. Although I do have a really fun post on the science behind acquired taste on my website at www.susanburkcook.com. I'd love for you to take a look at it. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, for this post, we'll go with which specific fruits provide the most essential vitamins and minerals per serving. After all that dizzying data on the Reddit chart, I wanted more specifics. So what is so essential about essential vitamins and minerals? Essential is a buzzword for must be obtained through our diet. Essential nutrients are any food substance required for health or growth that is not synthesized in the body. Does an apple a day keep the doctor away? I decided to break this down by nutrient and evaluate five fruits that most of us see in any local grocery store, us being the United States, which is where I live. And because of that old adage, I was curious about how well apples would do in the nutrient race. Let's start with vitamin A alphabetically. Vitamin A is a term for a group of fat-soluble compounds highly important for human health. Think Retin-A as an anti-wrinkle cream. Aside from that, vitamin A protects your eyes from night blindness, and it prevents squamous metaplasia, which is skin cancer. It's essential for normal differentiation of skin cells into specialized tissues. 
such as cells in the pancreas and mucus cells, which aid with um, avoiding infection. And as I said, used topically, Retin-A prevents wrinkles and prevents acne. Retinol is great for rapidly replaceable tissues. It also helps relieve dry, scaly skin. So, here's my easy-to-read chart on my website. I graphed five accessible fruits, oranges, bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples. A medium-sized orange has 408 micrograms of vitamin C, which is over half the 700 microgram requirement for adult women. Mangoes have over the 100% daily requirement. I love mangoes. A cup of cantaloupe hits it way out of the park. Way out of the park. One cup of cantaloupe and you'll have quadruple the vitamin A you need for the day. Apples did not fare well with 67 micrograms. They came in second last on my chart. So cantaloupe helps answer the question, is fruit good for you, with a yes. Next we'll go with B vitamins. They're too big a topic. I'm not going to go, I'm going to go over a few highlights. And I'm not covering benefits so much as what can go wrong. This turns out quite a bit, especially with B1 and B12. If we don't have enough B1 in our diets, which is thiamine, brain and heart tissues are affected first. Cardiac function pretty much falls apart. And we have memory loss, irreparable memory loss. Our cells have an impaired ability to break down glucose for fuel. They're starving, which is sad. Vitamin B12 deficiency is no joke either. B12 is cyanocobaltamin because of the cobalt atom that is in the B12 structure. By the way, B12 has the most complex vitamin structure, if you're ever uh, taking a quiz. Without B12, DNA synthesis is effective. And as we know, DNA is a molecule that contains the biological instructions needed for biological organisms, makes sense, to develop, survive, and reproduce. Vitamin B12, interestingly, is a treatment for cyanide poisoning. Cyanide is one of the deadliest poisons in history. I'm very intrigued with poisons, and I have a cool blog post about deadly poisons on my website. Anyway, the B12 binds to the cyanide, so the cyanide can't affect the tissues. And then that binding complex, cyanide and B12, is excreted in the urine. The B vitamin content chart for common fruits showed me that bananas won our common fruit race, beating out oranges, blueberries, strawberries, and yes, apples. Then I found avocado. Avocados are fruit, and handily answer the question, is fruit good for you, with a yes. As I said, I'm not going to go into each B vitamin, but one avocado has about 25% of what you need in Bs. The best news is that B vitamins are found in many foods, so with a balanced diet, it's easy to check the B box. All right, I'm about to break my word about the Bs because here I am talking about folate, which has an alias B9. Adequate folate intake is extremely important during periods of rapid growth, such as pregnancy, infancy, and adolescence. Fetal tissues are fast growing, obviously. Without adequate folate, DNA and RNA synthesis is affected. Anemias are very common in folate deficiency because folates help with red blood cell production. Orange has made a nice showing 
on my common fruit content chart with folate, beating out bananas. I was pleasantly surprised by pomegranates. But avocado still beat out pomegranates. Vitamin C, also known as ascorbic acid. I'm unsure why these vitamins need two names, but there we go. Vitamin C is famous because of one word, scurvy. All those poor sailors could have avoided losing their hair and teeth and bleeding all over the place if they'd just eaten an orange. I could type out half a dozen slides about the, this important vitamin or talk about it all day, but I won't. Vitamin C has its fingers everywhere in our body uh, metabolisms. Collagen synthesis, immune system, iron uptake, memory, high blood pressure, you name it. Without vitamin C, all those things go to rot. Oh, let me see. What I wanted to say, one last thing about vitamin C is that guava beats oranges by a lot. I've never eaten guava. I know they have guava juice at the store, but then we're talking about concentrated sugar, which isn't necessarily great. Let's move on. Calcium. Calcium brings bones and teeth to mind. Calcium does more than build strong bones. Without calcium, you could develop seizures because calcium helps transmit nerve signals in our body. No calcium means heart irregularities. How about twitching? That would not be fun. Calcium helps with muscle contraction, relaxation, and this includes the heart. Calcium content in common fruits. Uh, you can tell that I like an underdog by now, but because I think it's more fun if unique foods win these races. Kiwi plays second, but those darn oranges in our common fruits won. One orange provides about 7% of the daily allowance of calcium for an adult. It's not a lot, but I'm just concentrating on fruit in this post. And if you look at the chart on my website, apples came in last again. So I can continue my apple bashing. Iron is part of a hemoglobin molecule, a protein which carries oxygen from our lungs throughout our bodies. The iron molecule is smack dab in the middle of a hemoglobin molecule, the iron uh, atom. So it's critical. Iron helps our muscles store and use oxygen too. Iron is part of many other proteins and enzymes. Here we go. If you look at my chart, you'll be surprised to see that dried figs have more than triple the amount of iron as the common fruits on my chart, oranges, blueberries, strawberries, bananas, and apples. Dried figs provide almost 20% of the mini minimum daily requirement for iron. My family thinks figs are too ugly to eat. Sorry, that's my phone going off. But dried fruit is higher in sugar, as I'm sure you understand and know, but they're great for an after-school snack and to satisfy those sugar cravings. Magnesium is the fourth most abundant mineral in the human body. It plays several important roles in the health of your body and brain. Magnesium is critical for muscle function. Low magnesium causes muscle tetany, and I've got a link on my website all about that. Magnesium helps move blood sugar into your muscles and dispose of lactate. 
It makes sense that magnesium supplementation can boost exercise performance. In fact, one of our boys was exercise, well, he always exercises a lot, but he was having trouble with muscle cramping. And I had just started taking yoga at the time and I was having trouble with my hamstrings cramping up in some of the poses. Uh, we started taking magnesium supplements and both of us have zero muscle issues only one week later. It's really amazing. And it is difficult to obtain our daily requirement of magnesium from food. A magnesium supplement is actually a good idea. The recommended daily dose is about 400 milligrams. One serving of dried fig figs gets you to about 25%. And if you're on my website, you can see that I couldn't resist. I included a non-fruit dark chocolate. It's very rich in magnesium. One ounce has 16% of the recommended intake. Eat four ounces and you're halfway there. <laughs> Potassium symbol is K, but it's not vitamin K. Yes, this is leading to more confusion, but the guy who gave potassium its name, Sir Humphrey Davy, didn't know about didn't know about vitamin K. I think we can blame the vitamin K people. Potassium, not vitamin K, is an important component of cell and body fluids. Potassium helps control heart rate, blood pressure, and it counters the adverse effects of sodium. Without potassium, Without potassium, we present with heart irregularities and arrhythmias, muscle cramps and weakness, and that's only naming a few. My mom always says, take a bite of a banana for potassium. Well, mom, my chart is for you. Dried apricots beat out bananas in the potassium race. Passion fruit actually didn't quite beat out bananas, but I wanted to use it because I've never eaten it and I was curious. Passion fruit has 20% of the recommended daily requirement of potassium. But again, apricots have close to 1,600 milligrams and that's getting to almost 40%. Zinc. Zinc is essential for the activity of about 100 enzymes. We need it for wound healing, blood vessel walls, as a cofactor for cross-linking and the formation of collagen. Without zinc, we'd have all sorts of awful body failures. As far as zinc content in common fruits, bananas won for the common fruits, but avocados tied with pomegranate in the zinc race. So yet again, if you're looking for a lower sugar alternative, avocados are your man. Avocados really do win the Triple Crown. I wanted to include other fruits, so I added one of my personal favorites, blackberries, to this chart. And yes, because they do have some zinc content. Even at 7% the required zinc con uh, even at 7% of the recommended zinc requirements, blackberries come in second after pomegranate and avocados. Raspberries get an honorable mention. And apples, they have 0% zinc. Let's talk about one more thing, antioxidants. Here's a general rule of thumb. The darker the berry, the more likely it will have antioxidants. The dark color of most berries is from a class of compounds called anthrocyanidins. Anthrocyanidins, say that three times. 
This is a phytonutrient shown to aid in the process of neutralizing free radical damage to our cells. Over time, the collagen matrix of our tissues and cells begins to deteriorate, and antioxidants help to keep this from happening with a higher capacity for free radical neutralization. I found a really interesting antioxidant PDF from the Retinal Foundation. I have a link on my website, and it talks about antioxidants in not just fruits, but many, many, many different, fru different foods. Uh, I didn't make a chart for the website, and in retrospect, I shouldn't have included bilberries. They make all the hardworking fruits look bad. Bilberries are wild shrubs native to Europe, but apparently they can be cultivated. And I have a link on my website about how you can get those to grow in your garden. One last thing, fiber. Uh, I included fiber at the request of one of my yoga instructors. She was defending apples. That's cool. I um, looked up the fiber content of some fruits, including our common fruits. Apples had 3.7, but blueberries beat apples with 4.0 grams per serving. Surprisingly, I thought prunes would have the highest fiber, and they have a lot, 6.0 grams per serving, which is 10 prunes, and kind of a lot. But the winner are raspberries. One cup of raspberries has 8.4 grams per serving of fiber. Which fruit is best for you? That depends on what you're looking for in your diet. I think we have answered the question, is fruit good for you, along with a more specific question, which specific fruits have the most vitamins and minerals? And this will hopefully help maximize your choices. I've got a link on my website where you can test your plate, meaning put your foods in, uh, the foods that you eat, into a little quiz and see how you fare. If you go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, I've got a great menu plan based more on the Mediterranean diet, so it's full of fruits and vegetables and protein and I'd love to share it with you. So sign up for my newsletter and I'll send you a free one week meal plan. Again, my website is www.susanburkcook.com. I hope to see you there. Thanks so much for stopping by and listening to my podcast. Have a great day. Hope to see you again soon. Take care.